Before we get in this juicy episode of the Shop Show, happy holidays. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just five buckaroos on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals and more the more legs you add the bigger the boost the bigger your shot to win big download DraftKings sportsbook app right now use code shop show place a five dollar bet on any nfl team to win their game and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do only at DraftKings sportsbook with code shop show s-c-h-a-u-b show minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details DraftKings. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brendan Thick Boy Shaw. Happy holidays. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Christmas week, kids. It is Christmas week. I am at my wits end with these damn uh, elves on the shelf. I don't know when this became a thing. When I was a kid, it was not a thing, but it is popping these days. Um, Kids love it. Kids absolutely love it. And every night, you got to move the elves. Every night, you got to... Not going to lie, I've stolen a few of your ideas. Yeah, dude. That's what we do. As dads, we steal each other's ideas to increase your kid's life. Jim brought up the picture here. It's the I rolled the elves into uh, burritos. Very Mexican, very on brand for my household. But the two elves are rolled up Mexicans. Um, the kids get to name the elves. That's the way Elf on the Shelf works. And it is just a phenom for parents. Skip up. My wife and I have been sick of this for years already. Girls are now 12 and 13 this year. The elf dies a different way every day for 25 days. Dies. That's fun. Uh, this guy put my wife figures out what to do with the elf every night. So I get to go out and just be surprised as the kids. Kind of like when they open their Christmas presents. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. I wish I could. I wish I could uh, just mail it in like you, my man. But uh, your boy thinks of some. But I get a lot of good ideas from other people. Some some fans sent me the one of the burrito one, but it's spot on for my fam. The floor is lava. It's interesting to kill them every night. Might give the kids some problems, but that's way more fun. Uh, Elf on the shelf wasn't a thing when we were when we growing up. Yeah, now it's like a it's a commitment, dude. You got to move them every single night. The one I'm gonna do tomorrow uh, when these little bastards wake up is I'm gonna wrap the their shoes in tin foil. So it's like they're wrapping their gifts in all tinfoil. Mm. So they really die? No. Okay. That's just something that crazy dad was like, yeah, we mix it up. They're 12, 13, so we make them die for 20 days straight, which is hilarious. Yeah, here's the rules. Don't touch me. He'll lose their power, right? They'll lose their power, so the kids can't touch them. Uh, talk to me. I can't talk back, but I'm clearly listening. Write Santa letters so I can bring them to him. Be kind to everyone. Yeah, it keeps these little bitches in line because- <laughs> If these little bastards aren't good, you don't move the elves. You're like, dude, yeesh, bad sign, man. You were mean to your brother. So the elves, they see this and they're not moving. That means they didn't go back to the North Pole. That's not a good sign. More of those, it's just not going to end well for you, dude. My tiger writes notes and puts them in the mailbox. And the elves are supposed to take those to the North Pole, so I got to take them, throw them in the trash, right? But, uh, yeah, if he's bad, that letter's in there. I'm like, let's... See if the elf freaking went back to the North Pole. Nope. You fucked up. It's like Mass Society. Go, you know you fucked up, right? You know you fucked up, right? You know you ain't getting no gifts, dude. You ain't getting no gifts. Yeah, but it's it's a commitment, parents. If you're going to do Elf on the Shelf, think about it. You got a newborn out there. It Just get your mind right. Get creative. There's a lot of ideas online. The floor is lava is fire. That's an easy one. And then the, the burrito is a super easy one. It gets dicey, though. If you really want to make it hard on put the elves in their bed, then they can't touch the bed. You know, something to do. But shout out. Uh, I'll be glad once Christmas night's over because those goddamn elves. 
are going to be shelved for an entire year. It's a lot. The kids get to name them. They name them Chippy and Brownie. I don't like the name Brownie as much as you guys do for the darker elf. They call him Brownie. They call him Brownie, all right? Like the dessert Brownie. Now, I know where you guys are going. Don't try and cancel my six-year-old or my three-year-old. They call him Brownie. What do you want me to do, dude? Kids are crazy. Kids are freaking crazy, man. Uh, your boy is chef, fresh off the the boat, smelling like tannin oil and protein powder. I was at Olympia for my friends at Rain and Rain uh, Body Fuel. They uh, flew the whole squad out there. Um, oh, Thor commented on it. Uh, oh, I put on the set for Twins too. Here's the thing, comic right? So I joke around. Clearly, we're not on a movie set. Clearly, we're in Rain gear. I can't tell you the amount of texts I got from friends and other people going, dude, you're in Twins too? That's insane. I didn't respond back, but live your life, man. Live your life. But Thor, but who's Danny? I would be Danny out of the two of us. You're Arnold Thor. Come on, dude. Figure it out. I'm the smaller one, buddy. Thor's such a good dude. It was, I had such a nice time with him. The biggest human being I've ever seen, and I'm hard to impress. Brian tells me that, I'm like, I roll my eyes. Thor is the biggest human being ever created. It, big. Straight up big, dude. Giant man. He's a giant, friendly, friendly man. This loser put Aaron.Barrett.471. Sounds like his life's going well. But wow, an elite athlete and job. Nice. No shit, dude. I am not an elite athlete. That's why they should not have had me in the competition. But your boy did well. I saw a video. I'm sure we'll get into him finally, okay. kid. Well, they posted us. Go. Uh, or they haven't posted yet. I have this clip because we raced. There's like competition. We mm -hmm. raced Baja trucks. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was fun. I have a dope video of that. We raced Baja trucks. Pulled a truck. Your boy finished third. Be cool. Um, There's one here. That's the dead. Then we did deadlifts. Measure can 225, 60 seconds. It was no punk. And then I did it with uh, my partner was that Justin Menderos. I'm not in the CrossFit world. Uh, so I, that's the first time I heard of him, met him. A, the nicest kid in the world. I think he's only like 23. Was a wrestler at Boise, uh, at Boise State. Then the program uh, left. Then he was like, I need something to do. So he got a CrossFit. Um, he, he is... Uh, the guy. He's the guy. Mm. The guy. He's like Mr. CrossFit. Two-time, I think, world champion, CrossFit Games. Young kid. Him and his girl are super beasts. Both of them monsters. Super monsters. Really good dude. I had a good time out there, man, with all these elite athletes and your boy. I had a real good time. Uh, but Christmas is coming up. You guys got done with your shopping already? I don't think I done. <laughs> I haven't started yet. You don't know? Nah. Money, I just get money. Case, you're making that weird face. <laughs> Mark? Big, big Christmas job over here. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So uh, you, had, you had the last uh, UFC fight of the year. You had a fight night. Um, good card overall. Your boy watched it from top to bottom. So many decisions uh, on the prelims. I uh, was getting bored. I found myself staring at the wall for a few of them. Um, my MVP of this, I'm going to give two MVPs out. My MVP would be, uh, he's my favorite bantamweight doing it right now. That said, Nurmagomedov said was getting kind of out wrestled the pace. This dude set. I'm not even trying to say his name. We'll call him his name. Said too. said Yokub Yokub. <laughs> Is that right? Chin? Yeah. Said Yokub said Yokub. was dude. The pace he set was nutsos and he was. All over uh, Nurmagomedov. All over him. It was not looking good for him. Like, damn, and says one of my favorite fighters. Although he's Dagestanian, this dude, he, his wrestling's not up to par like uh, Makachev or um, Khabib, but obviously he knows how to wrestle. But he was just getting outclassed, outgrappled. The pace was nuts. On the feet, he's so much fun. If they give him the right matchups, he's so much fun to watch. And I was like, damn, I was rooting for him. I actually bet on him. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely losing this. And then he gets him in that front ninja choke. He was losing the entire fight. Yep. Gives him that front ninja choke, just tasked him out. You're like, God, just found a way to do it. This kid is, they, 
the real mother trucking deal. This said Nigger Murdoff is a monster. Straight up monster. And this was not an easy matchup for him. This dude, as soon as the bell rang, came flying across. Flying across. Like, Jesus Christ, gave him no space. He didn't want to get lit up. The said kid gets spinning back, gets spinning elbows, just nonstop. So he wanted to close the distance. And, dude, his grappling was insane. The way he would go to half guard, slice across to, to side control. I mean, it was a master class. I was like, oh, said screwed. Nope. Got that ninja choke in. Just wait, wait for the right time and got it done. But he, he was in some trouble there, man. He was in a lot of trouble there. Um, rest of the card, okay. You know, the, the, the main card, uh, you got a few more finishes there. Uh, came out hot. Uh, fight of the night, even though it only went into midway through the second. Drew Dober, Bobby Green. You know, Bobby Green's uh, food truck alumni. I was root for Bobby Green. Drew Dober has been doing it so long. When I was fighting, he was a big name in the circuit, the local circuit, Ring of Fire. And he's uh, he trains out of Denver. He's a Denver kid via Nebraska. <coughs> First team all-dime piece. That dude is gorgeous. But uh, he's on a real winning streak now. I think it's his third win in the row for 2022. Bobby Green's not an easy fight. Bobby Green had a speed advantage, hands down, lighting him up. Drew Dober was eating him and just waiting to get him against the cage. Um, I'd definitely say Drew Dober lost the first round. It wasn't looking good for him because of Bobby's speed advantage and just mixing it up. He was giving it to Drew. And Drew, I think you'll hear his, his coaches yelled, focus, because he seemed not focused. He fell into the Bobby Green kind of games. He was like talking to him, and it's very unlike Drew Dober. And then all of a sudden, he gets him against that cage, and they're trading shots. And I think Drew Dober is down to do this, saying, listen, I'll eat two of yours just to land one of mine. And show enough. He landed one. He landed this right hook in the exchange, and it was lights out for Bobby Green. Lights out. Drew Dober's a tough one, the lightweight division, because nobody wants to fight the kid. Now, I can tell you this. Nobody wants to fight this dude. Nobody. He's knocking fools out. He's an exciting one, man. He's a super exciting fighter. But Bobby Green played with fire, and boy, did he pay for it. I mean, did you see it, Chin? Oh, yeah. It was out cold. Awesome. He was so fucking fast, dude. Bobby? Yeah, Bobby just... Lighten him up, boom, 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 yeah. and not getting hit. And yeah, it was elusive. And I was but like, damn, Bobby punch. just speed advance. And then eventually, that Drew Dober bomb landed. Mm -hmm. Man, it was savage. This dude's going in there for straight up violence. Drew Dober, when he just signs the fight, he chooses violence every time. Yeah, the UFC's gonna reward that. This this dude should should be, I think, ranking the top fifteen. <laughs> Even with his style, might get a little dicey when he gets up top, but. Uh, a Drew Dober versus Michael Chandler? A uh, Drew Dober, Justin Gaethje? What? Drew Dober, Justin Gaethje, take, how much you want to charge me? Literally, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Uh, Chandler would be fun. Darius should be fun. Gaethje would be fun. Poirier would be fun. You know, he might struggle a little bit with the Fazeves of the world, the Charles de Laveras of the world, but, I mean, Chandler, Darius, Gaethje, Poirier, fun fight. Fun mother trucking fight. He is must-see TV. Let's take a little break, fam, from chatting your ear off about the fight game because if you're a regular viewer of any show, I do. Let's go through them. Calbass Fight Campaign, Fight Night Flashback, Shab Show, um, Food Truck Diary, The Golden Hour, Fighter and the Kid. You'll see one product, one product only. I'm rogued up, baby. That's right. I have them around me at all times. You guys know how much I love Rogue Nicotine. I use their pouches every single day. I use them on my podcast, at the gym, on my bike, on the road, in the green room, on planes. There's no restrictions. It's fantastic. The taste you cannot beat. I take it everywhere. My favorite flavor today, I switch. I'm a wild man. Today is the Honey Lemon. The pouches, I use the six milligrams. A lot of y'all using that three. You need to step your game up to six milligrams. But they got all sorts of flavors. Wintergreen, peppermint, mango, citrus. They got it all. I love the apple as well. All right. Rogue also makes other great products like gum, tablets, lozenges, however you want to get your nicotine. We got you. Rogue is my go-to source for nicotine for everything I do. I absolutely love them. That's why I reached out to them to be part of all my shows. If you want to try the pouches like me or the gums, tablets, however you want to get your nicotine, go to roguenicotine.com. Use code ROGUE20 for 20% off your order. Again, that's ROGUE20, R-O-G-U-E 20 for 20% off your entire order of Rogue Nicotine. Underage sales prohibited. Warning, this product contains 
nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. For more information, visit roguenicotine.com. Rogue Nicotine, baby. This episode of The Shop Show is brought to you by Onnit. And it's brought to you by the best nootropic on the planet. We're talking about Alpha Brain, their top seller. I like the Alpha Brain Black because I like a little more concentrated because your boy has problems. But even Joe Rogan says it helps them form better sentences. You want to be more like Rogan? What are we doing here? Of course we do. You want to be smartest guy at the party this holiday season? You don't have to tell everybody you're on Alpha Brain. And on it's so positive, you're going to love Alpha Brain. If you don't, you get your money back. No refund necessary. You don't have to send the product back. Go ahead and keep it. Just give them about two weeks, and they'll return your money. Keep the product. Give it to somebody who's actually going to enjoy it because you're a hater. It's fantastic. It's the only nootropic you need to worry about. You can trust on it with everything. Supplements, check. They got protein powder, krill oil. They got freaking creatine, warrior bars, protein bites. They got it all. They also got streaming fitness, on-demand fitness at your fingertips. Don't worry about getting a gym membership. Like, oh, January 1st. It's going to be a thick boy summer. Don't wait for the summer. Get your thick ass going right now with the help of on it. You save 10% off the entire freaking site. The best nootropic on the planet, Alpha Brain, check. Workout gear, check. You got battle ropes, steel club maces, kettlebells, check. 10% off that. Best supplements on the planet, on it, check. Go to onit.com slash shab, S-C-H-A-B. Save 10% off the entire freaking site. Now, seriously, can we please get back to the program? Uh, Bruce Leroy got a great uh, head kick. It was loud, too, in that quiet-ass arena. Um, and then your co-main event could easily be the, uh, Armin. Armin <sighs> looked fantastic. You know, his first fight was against Makachev in the UFC. That's how he was introduced to the UFC and gave Makachev some problems. Now, our boy Josh Thompson, I absolutely love, will say, well, Makachev wasn't feeling good that day. He was sick. I don't think it matters. Armin is going to give anybody a tough time in the office. He looked fantastic. Look at that. First fight, 2019, fight night. That's well, a unanimous decision to Makachev. But, he, I mean, he gave, and it was fight of the night. He gave Makachev some, some problems, some big problems. That fight against Gamrat could have won either way, fight of the night too. He's going to be a good one though. Fazeev would be a fun one for him. I don't think they, well, they might. They might do Armin versus Drew Dober. Drew Dober's ready for a big fight. That'd be a big fight. That'd be a great fight. Armin can wrestle his tail off, though. And then the main event, uh, some more controversy. Oh, my God. It goes to decision. There's controversy. You got Jared Cannonier, Sean Strickland. I think this is more of a matter of, you know, Jared Cannonier against Izzy, Jared Cannonier against a lot of people. He's just a tough cookie to figure out. He's just... He makes guys just kind of look kind of basic or average or, you know, it, they, they're just there's something about Jared's fighting style that guys just kind of get outside what got them to the dance and it creates kind of this boring fighting style. I'm not saying Jared's boring. I'm saying maybe because of his pressure and his output, you, you it seems to be your output's not as much, even though Sean Strickland was basically trained one for one with him on the output there, but it's just this Jer Cannonier trance. He gets guys into this dance, and it doesn't make for the most exciting fight. So I think for Jer Cannonier, Sean Strickland, even though it was five rounds, um, I had Jared win the fight. I know Sean Strickland says he was robbed. I don't think anyone was robbed. Um, just shows you the, shows you that judging is just a complete disaster. And again, you're gonna listen to other MMA shows, and everyone say can't leave in the hands of the judges, and we're just gonna. Chalk it up as that, right? That's what the fan base does. And we've been over this last week and weeks prior where I tell you that doesn't cut it for me, but you're going to hear it, all the major talking heads in our in our sport go, can't even the heads of the judges, man. It can go either way. That just does not work for me. In this case, nobody got robbed. I don't think Sean Strickland was robbed. I did have Jared Cannonier win that fight. Um, you know, I would have liked to see Sean Strickland wrestle a little more. I, I don't think his wrestling's at that level with those top dogs. Um, and stuff. Jared's, you know, Jared's had a good year. You know, he lost to Izzy, but outside that, he's had a great year. For Sean Strickland, two in a row, you get knocked out and you lose Jared Cannonier. So I think he was seventh. So he's going to fall back in the queue a little bit. But I think for Sean Strickland, he has to get back to his old ways and keep putting that pressure on. And, <clears throat> and nobody got robbed, is what I'm saying here. Nobody got robbed. But my MVPs for the night would definitely be uh, Drew Dober and said Nurmagomedov. 
Said's one of my ultimate favorite men. They just gave him a, a, a all right. He passed the test of the the straight up grappler. Let's let's get this kid some shine here. You give him the right matchup. He's a superstar from Dagestan. He's the one Dagestanian guy that can strike his ass off. He's so much fun to watch. But yeah, Drew Dober and Sed did the damn thing. Then Jerry Kennedy got it done. Armin got it done. So overall, fun night, especially for the last fight. I I wish they did like a blowout pay per view for the last one. Like last one of the year, mm-hmm. major pe- stack it, major pay per view. That'd been fun. Didn't they do that before? I f- They've I done it. They used to. Yeah, they used to like end the year on a big note. Or they used to do it even after Christmas. Mm. But uh, they've changed their business plan. So that'd be the last fight of the year. And obviously this show is predicated off a lot of uh, UFC, majority UFC, because I'm UFC alumni. So this show is UFC heavy. So we will also be shut it down for the rest of the year. So you have a shop show today. Thursday we'll do the uh, Thick Boy Network award show. Um, we'll announce all the winners there. And I'll do a quick recap of that on Thursday. And then next week for the shop show we'll be off. First week we've had off this year, man. So uh, before we get more into the show, I just want to say thanks, everyone, for liking, subscribing, watching the videos, um, following us on Instagram. You know, Thick Boy Instagram, going from nothing to what it is is insane, man. So that's shout out to the fans on that one. Um, you know, it's a big risk for your boy. I left Showtime where I had a cushy gig and could have sat there and got my freaking salary and just did my thing and not worry about everything. But uh, that's not how I roll. So I decided to go off on my own, start Thick Boy Network and hire staff. And, you know, I don't pretend to be the best boss in the world, but, you know, you only can learn by doing. And that's what I'm trying to get done here. And, uh, you know, there's a lot more that comes with when you start your own business, things I didn't think about. And I've had people tell me, you know, like even, you know, my friends at Showtime, Brian Daly and uh, Lewis at Malka and all those guys like, dude, you know, it's it's great to own all your stuff and do your own thing, but it heavy lies the crown, man. Like you're not just going to be the personality and the talent anymore. You got to your boss, you got to manage things. I'm like, ah, I can do that. You know, I got it. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's a lot because you're no longer just the talking head like I was at Showtime, and you know they would take care of everything. But now it's kind of on you. And um, I think we're figuring out the staff here. And you know, when I first started, you know, it'd be Thick Boy would be a year old in January, man. We're only a year into it, you know? So um, I remember the first day on the job, I called my dad, and, you know, he's been part of businesses, you know, for a long time. And I go, got the perfect staff. He's like, you don't. I'm telling you, you don't. You'd be the first CEO in the history to start with a team and end with a team within a year. You know, I'm telling you, something's going to happen. Boy, is he right. It's not the way it works, you know? some. It's not that people are bad at their job. It's just maybe they don't fit on the team. They're better on a different team. And, you know, so doing that and having to fire people or make decisions and figure things out. It's a lot, man. I love it. Don't get twisted. I love it. It's just a lot more work to my, to my, it's a lot more work on my plate. You know, you wake up and you're putting out seven fires and then forget about stand up forget about being entertaining on the show before you guys even see my camera. It's biz brand, right? You put my freaking suit and go to work there. So I'm learning a lot though. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for next year, man, because you get the, you know, and that's why when Rob Derdick came in when we first started, he'd, he'd he did companion, you know, he knows businesses is what he does. Rob flips businesses and does that. He's like, dude, you're selling a gold mine. Look, look this and this, and you got this and this. It's just my head. This is how much it's worth. He goes, what's the goal? I was like, what? And he kept saying, even on the show, what's the goal? What's the end game? What's the goal? I was like, dude, let me just get to. 10,000 feet. If this is a plane, let me get to cruise. Let me get to the Wi-Fi altitude, 10,000 feet. And then I can look down and decide the goal right now. We're just trying to get this plane, this thick airplane off the ground. And once I'm starting to get there and we get through the t- turbulence, then I'll tell you the goal. But right now we're still in the turbulence, which you're figuring out. I think we have the right, right staff, the right pilots. We have the right servers. Nobody's dropping any drinks. You know what I'm saying? So once we get to the cruise control altitude, Rob will call you and tell you the goals. But right now we're just trying to work our way through it. But none of this is possible without the fans and watching and stuff like that. So I think we're almost at 160,000 subs on YouTube, which is good. YouTube's tough, man. You know, YouTube's tough and taking food truck, you know, on your own. And, you know, the shop show switching from below the belt, formerly the Big Brown Breakdown. 
And then you have, we toss in fight night flashback, which is a fun little thing. And then just doing companion on your own. You know, I've never, it was always Rogan's thing. You go on Rogan's, I don't have to worry about shit. Ads, sponsors, this, that. Different animal, man. Different animal when it's your circus, you know? When you start feeding the elephants and putting together a show, it's just a different animal. When you're no longer just the clown dancing around, it's a different animal. Um, so it's great. I love it. It's just, you know, we're working, and hopefully you guys see the work. And um, for a year in, we're doing pretty damn well, boys. We're doing pretty damn well. So I'm excited for next year. I think everything's going to get smoother, smoother, and smoother. We're going to see what we like, what works, what doesn't. And then, and that's just thick, boy. That's not talking about firing the kid in the golden hour and the rest of the shit going on on top of touring and merch and whiskey, you know? So uh, Thick Boy's doing well, though. I'm proud of what we've built so far, man. I'm excited. I'm super excited. So shout out to everyone. This is all for the fans. You guys are the reason we even have a job. So shout out to you guys liking, subscribing, and giving us your feedback and everything, man. So, and all the whole team, I could list everyone, but was, I'm going to forget people and hurt their feelings. So I'm just going to say the whole team. So love everybody involved. And uh, on, I'm excited for 2023, man. I'm excited. I can't wait. So thank you guys for paying attention and watching and liking our stuff, man. So we got a bunch more stuff in the works. Can't stop, won't stop. I'm like a shark. I stop working, I'll die. So here we are. But uh, yeah, just before we went, got into current events, want to give you guys a shout out. The whole squad here, everyone involved with the show, all the sponsors, advertisers, one championship, UFC, everybody, man. Rogue, Rain, everybody. Uh, on it, yep, the big boys. So I love you guys, man. So thank you for giving me a job. So here we are. So let's do it, Chin. Sweet. Yes, shout out to all the fans. Appreciate that. I like your enthusiasm. <laughs> That's just yeah. my personality. Hell yeah, dude. But you know I love no, it. No, I love it, dude. Yeah. Fucking riled me up, man. <laughs> you riled me up, yeah. Jid. Fuck, yeah. dude. That was like an Al Pacino. That was like an Al Pacino speech, dude. Fuck yeah. I feel like Rudy right now, Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. That's when I remember I used to bring you on stage. Same oh, energy. man. How about learning? My boss, Brendan Schaub. Yeah, when I was first headlined, we, my agent was like, oh, you should go to Australia. I'm like, great idea. And England. And we learned it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Me and Chin had so much fun, but it was just me and Chin. <laughs> it would be like an arena of 4,000 people. Had, you know, I'm a year into headlining. They put me in fucking Australia. So I'm not giant theater. Are you have an opener? I'm like, no. Like, just you? I'm like, yeah. So I'd go out cold, but then Chin would have to get on the God mic and be like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you know him as my boss. Give it up for Brendan Schaub. You're, Brendan, like, you're doing it way better than I do. <laughs> Yeah, even that was way. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, everyone, it's Chin." <laughs> I got. Yeah, you. <laughs> yours truly. Give it up for my boss, Brendan. They'd be like, "Is the show starting? There's no smoke or anything." Yeah, oh, that was fun. No openers, nothing. Cold turkey. Those are those are the training days, man. Yeah. You're just doing in front of a ton of people. Yep, we did Big Brown Breakdown too. Take some wavos, man. That was a good time. It was. <laughs> All right, so I noticed we're planning a Europe trip uh, on tour next year. I'm going through it right now. Mid year, I think, or um, I think like May. That'd be dope. UK tour, Dublin, Cork, all over London, yeah. England. Thor was telling me. Me and Thor spent a lot of time together. Um, Thor was telling me to go to Iceland. Never would have thought of Iceland. People tell me it's like their favorite. That's me blowing my back out there. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, my asshole came through my jeans. What do you got, Chin? All right. So during the fights, I noticed the one of the refs make a call. Give me one sec here. So we're not going to play this on air, but you can see this so I, so I can tell you what I'm talking about here. So right now, we're watching the, the Garcia Mashape fight. And you say no uh, foot stomps. Yeah. Which is legal. It's legal. But I thought so, that was weird at the time, too. So he said that's not... Uh, the, someone on the corner said, like, it's legal, it's legal, right? But the guy had his hand on the ground, which I didn't even know this, but I looked at the unified Let rules. Let me see. Okay. Where's his hand on the ground? Watch, you'll see in a second. One, he's doing the foot... Oh! See? Ah. Get on the ref. Dude, this... He was 
just molly whopping this kid and this kid was like six six or whatever the hell he was and there uh, this garcia guy was just molly just out wrestling mm -hmm. but the kid did land an elbow the cut was so it spurted blood out yep he was bleeding so much so much and according to him so anyways it is illegal if you have i don't know the grounded opponent you can't stop on the yes feet. i didn't know that so that guy, his name's... I didn't know you couldn't knee to down opponent. I, I, I know you, you can knee to the thighs and stuff, but you, I know there's no kicks to the heads or knees to the head. I thought, why, why, would, why wouldn't you be able to stomp the foot? If it was weird, yeah. I don't get it, but it's part of the unified rules. So like they're stomping a grounded opponent. Oh, I guess that's considered stomping. You can kick, all right. Still kind of weird. So that guy's name is Rafa Garcia, and apparently he lost 20% of his entire blood. Dude, he was wet mm -hmm. it was so much blood yeah and it was just right in the right place we've seen worse cuts in the ufc but it was just on an artery. Our artery and yep. this thing spurted blood and it was just like <laughs> everywhere yep and uh cub i guess cub's one of his quartermen or coaches and he said it took almost two hours to stop the bleeding it was that bad oh they put vaseline on it and that thing was just open right back up <laughs> yeah but he's fine now <laughs> i bet yeah he looked good um so okay let's go real quick on this one so you already talked about sean strickland saying he was kind of you know like he was robbed essentially so he's talking about the judges on this one this particular card but the interesting thing about this is one of the judges who actually gave him the fight is sal diamato mm -hmm. he's notoriously known for not doing well yeah he's not i uh, see i don't agree with, so it's 49 46 across the board two for jared cannonair and then one sal mm -hmm. had it for sean strickland yeah 46 49 to me is i have it you know 48 47 i have more 48 47 okay. yeah for, like, for for canon air we were all watching basically in our own areas we were talking about it, it was like a, a sparring match like yeah both landing it's kind of yeah. weird i think that's more of a jared canon air thing yeah so he does that with a lot of guys in february of this year sean strickland fought jack hermanson and a lot of fans were upset about the scorecards with them because Sal Diamato didn't give to Strickland, all the other judges did. You know what I'm saying? So the same judge is the odd man out on both cards. <coughs> so is this him trying to make up for it? You know how refs in football that you do never like know. a horrible call where like call a touchdown back and they see on the following drive they'll like do it just to make up for it. Like we don't want to be responsible for this. <laughs> they'll do like a makeup. Maybe that's what's going on. Yeah. But uh it's just weird that's the same judge. No, oh, they're they're so or same yeah they're ridiculous and this one is making a lot of headline headlines now too so Doug Crosby is kind of like a an interesting figure in MMA as far as judging there's a lot of fighters and coaches that don't like him he has like a weird type of personality yeah I remember there was one fighter said I'm not gonna fight if Doug Crosby yeah. the the judge there's multiple yeah yeah so since this happened uh, so he judged the Bellator fight before the UFC fight right and it was like I don't. Awful. Far distance away, yeah. traveled, right? Yeah. So he did it back to back. And then both cards. So he, Rufian Stotts versus uh, Sabatello. Oh, let's see here. Yeah, this one here. So everyone pretty much got it for Stotts, right? But Doug Crosby did it 50 45 for Sabatello. And all these fighters are saying, what the hell's going on? This guy's a weird dude. So since that, since this happened, the back to back things with Patty Pimblett. He also gave it to Patty Pimblett as well, so people are criticizing him on that. Since, they, since this happened, the California Commission is now having a rule. If <coughs> the judges travel too far within a short period of time, they will not be accepted on as a judge. The, and they think that's his problem? I know. They think no. that's going to clear exactly. something up? Because the distance traveled? Oh, thanks, Commission. <laughs> hey, thanks for taking care of the problem. Thanks for putting a Band-Aid over this insane huge gap in our sport. All right, we do. This guy's a terrible judge. You know what we're gonna do? You can't judge if you have to fly over twelve hundred miles. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Thank you. That solves the problem. Thank you, sir. We actually had a Zoom meeting a few months back. This was something the Nevada Athletic Commission put together: a Zoom meeting with a bunch of judges and a handful of MMA coaches. The job that was for us to kind of sit down and bend some fences and ask some questions, things like. I'll be transparent with you guys. The number one outlier in the Zoom meeting was Doug Crosby. Like, he didn't want to be there. He felt combative in the meeting. He thought, I don't know. Who's this talking? Nick Sick. Oh, right. This is Nick Sick. Legit again. coach. Yeah. I guess he was above this meeting for us. That's the way I felt. And not only myself, but the other coaches that were involved. It's pretty evident. I got an idea. 
Just get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. And Fire them. Let them, let them let them do lower level shit because the stakes are so high in the UFC and Bellator and one championship and rising. He shouldn't be part of it. If he's this far off multiple times, yeah. That Bellator one's an actual robbery. If you guys want to get a robbery, watch that one. Scoring that 50, 45, the other guy, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. And then uh, this is Nick Sick saying that Crosby went to his gym later to tell him how he, like, he wanted to essentially say, like, what he didn't say on the Zoom meeting, he wanted to tell him in person, like, how I judge fights or something like that. He wanted to come to the gym after and explain his version of judging. Well, you can't. You're in a Zoom meeting with all your superiors. Why do you need to come on your own to come talk to us about what you see and what you feel is right in judging? You have a platform right then and there. I let him in the gym, but I just left. If you want to talk to whoever you want to talk, but I'm not going to sign off on that. I just took off. In my mind, I was like, maybe he's mad at me. I don't know. Yeah, who gives a shit, Nick Zick, you know? Now, is he going to judge against your fighters? Of course. That's what yeah. he does. Welcome to the sport. And uh, Mark just brought up this thing about Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen essentially was telling a story, and he named a character, but he didn't use Doug's name. So interesting. I do know... Uh, Whatchamacallit? What the hell is his name? Chuck Mindenhall. He wrote a huge piece on it. So I if you go Chuck. look at look at that piece, he goes through every detail. Really? About Doug, yeah, Doug Chuck's Harvey great. Post. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. If, a, if a guy's this controversial and judging, just get him out of there. That's the thing. So they're saying that the athletic commissions, they never, ever fire people. They never let him go for some reason. They don't, they don't care. Because you know why? We don't care. Maybe I care. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Maybe he knows he can get away with all this crazy shit because he has something in his back pocket. Hmm. Thank God I'm not fighting. <laughs> so I wasn't aware of this, but John McCarthy's son was one of the judges for the Patty Pimblett fight, and he gave it to Pimblett too. And I saw John McCarthy tell his son, go, you got it wrong. Yep. He's a <laughs> savage. Yeah. No fucking way Patty won that fight. McCarthy said on his way in podcast, Kenny, my son was one of the judges. He asked me, and I said, you got it. Wow, you got that wrong. I thought Jared uh, Gordon won 29-28. Um, first round of the fight, Jared Gordon hit Patty uh, Pimlet with a left hook like it was a magnet. Hit him over and over and over. Yeah, that left that left hook was landing. He stung him. You could see it. Now Patty has his things, but this can happen when you're judging. Sitting there, you get getting uh, the crowd respond every time Patty does something because truthfully, Patty did not punch as many times as Jared Gordon. Ah, the comedy strike numbers beg to differ. Uh, he didn't land as much as Jared Gordon. Again, comedy strike. But I mean, ultimately, he's saying that his son was probably. Swayed by the crowd. Exactly. That's I've always said this. This is why the judges should not be in the arena. Mm -hmm. They should be in an undisclosed location, watching, seeing it how we do. Because when you're cage side, you can't see everything. They should be on a not in front of a live crowd somewhere else. That also takes care of the travel issue. Yes, takes care of the travel issue that they're all worried about. Just have them in Vegas, but outside of the arena in some undisclosed area. You know. So they're not swayed by the judge. They're swayed by the crowd and all the exciting and all that shit. Just like a the UFC production truck type of thing. Just yes. be in a truck or something. Yes. Put them in the truck. <laughs> uh, that's the sun, by the way. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay, your boy Jake Shields, him and Mike Jackson, <coughs> who's also the journalist slash fighter, fought CM Punk. Uh, they've been having some issues I didn't know this, but so they hate each other apparently. So Mike Jackson calls. Well, don't say the word. Uh-huh. We'll get you know the way the algorithm algorithm doesn't understand how to use the word in context. So but he you know uses the word uh, names with Rotsy. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. So I, the, as far as I know, fill me in on the the gaps in my story. Mike Jackson referred to Jake Shields as a Rotsy. Jake Seal Jake Shields kept like coming at him saying you know. He's ba- basically like racist. Yeah. And like, he's this woke kind of, you know, far leftist or whatever, I think. Um, so then eventually they kept going at each other. And then Jake was like, one show up to the PI. 
And Mike did, right? Mike showed up. I don't know if they meant to meet each other there, but they saw each other there. Now, I would say this. If Mike did mean to say, because it's so easy to talk shit to any professional fighter. Listen, Mike Jackson compared to Jake Shields, it would be a normal person. He's just a journalist. Compared to Jake Shields' credentials and his fighting history, like Jake Shields is real as they get, right? So for Mike Jackson, who's a reporter, one foot in, one foot out, compared to Jake, he'd be just your normal guy. But I will say this: for it's so easy to talk shit to somebody behind a uh, you know a cat profile or meme or whatever the hell you are, and your real name's not attached to it because you know there's no consequences. So what I respect out of Mike Jackson, if again I don't know all the details, so maybe people are like, dude, you're wrong. They just ran into each other, but for him to talk shit and then actually try to back it up, respect, <laughs> respect. No one would ever do. Most of them, ninety nine point nine 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 of these haters would never say anything in your face. I respect my guy has some balls because Jake Shields definitely a better fighter in every category, every facet of this fight game. Jake Shields is you know Hall of Famer. Mike Jackson is not. Mike Jackson is a good reporter, good journalist. Also, kudos to him for even jumping in there to take fights. Badass dude, mm-hmm. fighting CM Punk, badass, right? <laughs> so for him to talk all that stuff and then actually show up against a guy if. No, DraftKings doesn't do odds on the street fight, but you're probably a plus 40,000. This isn't going to go your way, so good for him. Uh, from what I heard, uh, you know, Jake took him down, mounted him, beat the shit out of him. Yeah, so I heard that, well, according to Mike, Jake saw him at the PI, spat, that he spit at Mike, and then they kind of went at it. I think Mike threw a punch, and then Jake took him down. Yeah. And this is the video here. Yeah. It's a cell phone video. Mm-hmm. See, Jay gets mount there. That's and they're lucky they stopped that. That could have got very. Dicey. He wasn't even trying to like really get at him. No, he was no, just no. Open hand slaps yeah, yeah. and stuff. Now the the problem is, is this is assault, brother. So uh, I would assume at that uh, the IP PI PI, they're probably gonna press charges. It That's sucks where it gets too, dicey. Yeah, I guess he has business there. He has like you know. Uh, fighters there as well. Jake training. does. Yeah, so I, I think he's right now. I think he's banned. Yes, like suspended at least. And I'm pretty sure they're pressing charges, which is a bummer. That would suck because also, I mean, you don't want fights happening at your, you know, their headquarters stuff like <laughs> that. No. But you think out of any business in the world, the UFC would go. I get it. it, it and also, two professional fighters. One's talking shit. They run into each other. That's what happens. Yeah. yeah. They said they wanted to go to the cage and fight too. Inside That'd be cool. Yeah, that would have been dope. Well, I'd pay for that. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, you can't do it there. All right. Um, but talk shit, you're going to find out. Yeah. At least they actually got together and backed each other up. Backed each other up so. Uh, so this guy, Orlando Sanchez, who went viral in that video. Such a with, bummer. Yeah, Sean Strickland. 40 years old. It's so funny. Away. He goes viral in a video against Sean Strickland sparring with him, but he was an ADCC world champion. Like savage. <laughs> jiu-jitsu oh, okay. guy. Savage. One yeah. ADCC. Monster. And the guys he beat to become champion. It's savage. Do we know what he passed away? No. So I try, try to like look online and then all I saw was this, that his family is saying that they're, you know, they want to keep their pri- the privacy and they, they turned down the notion that he was shot to death. Like, I guess there was a rumor going on that he was actually shot. <sighs> heartbreaking yeah 40 years old young family thinking of three kids horrible um i can't play this well i can play it for you but this is Mar- marius pujanowski who was like the world's strongest man and uh fighting mohammed khalidov and he got he actually tapped to strikes you know i'll show you here <coughs> god pujanowski's still jacked and that he guy just tossed him, him. You can see right here, he taps. Pujas, he was like, get me out of here. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Okay, this one's a little political. So this happened after the Patty Pimble fight. Justin Gaethje posted something on social media about Barstool, right? Because this is when uh, Dave Portnoy was walking up to Patty Pimble after they won. So this, well, you want to play the video real quick? Sure. All right. <laughs> this is on Twitter, so it should be fine. So it's after the fight. Yeah. There's so, Portnoy. And Barstool and UFC are in cahoots together. 
And then they they also represent Patty Pimlet, they sponsor him. Patty Pimlet's calling for fight at night, which is not no. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely not the no. fight at night. So then this is what Justin. But why is Justin, so he's saying this makes the Barstool guys look really bad. Just bend over for the lad fight of the night. Barstool didn't give him 50K, but that's, that performance will never get you a bonus in the octagon. I agree with Justin. It's not fight of the night. But then Dave does this. Dave's a savage. Mm-hmm. So Justin Gaethje, be careful what you ask for. Dave lives for this stuff. Dave goes, people are telling me Justin Gaethje was recently seen hanging out the warlord war war <laughs> accused of brutal crimes against humanity. So it's hypocritical for him to say we look bad for supporting Patty when he supports a warlord. I'm going to take the high road, plus not mention it. Hashtag Dave High Road, even though he mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, and then this is how Justin responded. That's an outright lying slander. Dave's a bitch. Yep, and then also lastly. This is outright lie. Uh, never met the guy. Go fuck yourself. Did, but isn't there a picture of Justin? The, oh, yeah. And so he Justin did. Gitchin, the guy from. Uh, so the guy's name is Hamzan Kadyrov, who is known for. Chechnya. Like, yeah. Chech- oh, yeah. He's, he's like the head of Chechnya. <laughs> but anyways, he's like, uh, he's definitely a warlord. He's attached to multiple murders, tortures, all that stuff. And with gay people, you heard what he did. He's like, he wants gay family members of gay people to kill them. So as an alternative of, you know, law enforcement killing them, Jesus he would even Christ. let gay people out of prison early so that the, they can get to their family members and then get killed. Jesus, He's Christ. really fucked up. Bad guy. So then there's Justin Gaethje there. So Justin Gaethje was there to, for his son's birthday, but not necessarily for him. But that's basically <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah, Usman, Cejudo. Gaethje not going to win this war. Yeah. Yeah. So this got so much attention that um, the U.S. State, U.S. Department of State, which is uh, their, their federal government for foreign policy, foreign relations, they actually made a statement about it right here. In response to Hudo Gaethje Newsman's visit, they all have the same manager, right? Ali. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Torrance Spokesman said in a statement, MMA Junkie, we uh, reiterate that the U.S. citizens should not travel to Russia and those in Russia should depart immediately. Our Russia travel advisory remains at level four. Do not travel due to a number of factors, including the unprovoked and unjustified invasion of Ukraine by Russia's military forces, the potential for harassment of U.S. citizens by Russian government security officials, the slinging out, singling out, of singling US. out of U.S. citizens in Russia by Russian government security officials, including for detention, Arbitrary enforcement of local law, limited flights into and out of Russia, and the embassy limited ability to assist U.S. citizens in Russia. Yeah, so basically, if you go there, they can't. It's on you. you. Yeah. yeah, look what they did to Brittany Griner, dude. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah. I don't know why those guys are going out there. I mean, how much cash are they? They ain't worth it, fellas. So Sean O'Malley was invited too. I guess he implied that it was 150k that they got paid. It's a lot of money, <laughs> but he didn't go. I would go. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I promise you I wouldn't go. No, that'd be too scary, man. You never know. But he didn't end up going because he found out, you know, that guy is like best friends of Putin. He's a bad dude. But he said, if you need money, like this is the last thing he said about Henry Cejudo was kind of funny. You're broke and someone offers you 150000 <laughs> I bet Henry jumped all over it. He probably said, I'll do it for 100000 100, and a fucking quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> quesadilla is unnecessary in there. Yeah. Why bring the quesadilla into it, sugar? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Pros, cons. Pros, you get 150K and you get, hang out and shoot guns with his kids or this horrible warlord's son. Mm-hmm. Con, you get your 150K, they take it at the border and you get trapped there like Brittany Griner. Nope. Too scary. <coughs> Not worth it. Even, <coughs> so I was talking to Cowboy about, you know, he got his hair done. Yeah, in, in Turkey. Turkey. In Turkey. I guess they offered him. Like, you know, pain medicine so that he wouldn't feel all the, he goes, fuck that. I don't know what's in there. What if they do something to me? And then he sleeps, they do shit. So he's like, fuck that. He stayed awake and had all the pain because he doesn't trust that. Jesus Which Christ. I would be too if you're in a different Agreed. country. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Eesh, dicey yeah. for everybody involved. I saw this from Luke Thomas. Our boy. Mm-hmm. And I'll just play it real quick because this is his Instagram. In a different country, obviously, he said that he's out of the USADA testing pool. You get out of the testing pool, and if you want to get back in to go fight, you have to declare anything you took. You have to be in the testing pool for six months. But here's the catch. They didn't remove him from the rankings. 
We've asked USADA for comment. They did now. They don't really tell us anything. I saw this post and I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Didn't. And then suddenly later I saw reports of him being removed from the They're paying attention. So I wonder, I wonder if people, like, I remember there was like a journalist asking questions about the USADA thing with Connor to Dana. And no one knew, right? He wasn't getting tested. He was still rankings. He was still in the rankings. So I wonder if no one really caught on, if Connor could just come back without having to do the six months. He would have. Yeah, yeah. Until now. Yeah. It puts the UFC under a spotlight. They probably weren't, aren't going to let it. I bet you they still do. Like exemption? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Bet you they do. They'll figure a way out around it. Maybe. Maybe. Could open the UFC to a lawsuit. Even that's not worth it. Even as much Connor brings in, it's going to open up the lawsuit. Yeah, it's not It's going to help. It's actually going to help uh, Mark, um, Mark Hunt's case. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I have a thing about Mark Hunt, too, later, but... So basically, this this uh, thing that Luke is talking about is you know taking the medication for the, his injury. He goes, he's for it. Like Luke agrees that that. That's Thank you, everybody. The best thing is, to do. For the most part, your boy TJ, uh, when he was on your show, MMA Junkie said this too. But TJ saying the same thing, like just yeah. just to heal up from that, Dude, kind especially of that crazy injury of an injury. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. All righty, um, let's go. Oh, yeah, this is silly, but I don't know if it's true or not. Conor McGregor posted that he was 100% going up to middleweight at some point. Uh, I doubt it. It's fun to talk about, but doubt it. Yeah. And he said he'd That'd be a, be a nightmare for him. Alrighty. So this was interesting. I guess, remember talking about Chan, uh, Korean Zombie? Like he got an injury. He was supposed to headline an event <coughs> in Korea. Yes. Since he got injured, they're going to move that entire event. They're not going to Korea anymore, right? They're going to postpone it. And then uh, Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak, which was supposed to happen earlier, but Derek got injured or yes. sick. Uh, they're going to move that to Las Vegas for uh, an event. Fight there. night? Yeah. I'm not mad at it. And that's going to be February 4th. Um, here's a quick one. Marvin Vittori versus Roman Delidze. And this is Marvin's record right now. He just lost to Whitaker, but he beat Costa. Yeah. And this is the guy he's fighting who's legit good yes night. very 12 legit. and 1 not an easy fight yeah. at all in any capacity and another quick one cody garbrandt versus yeah boy cody's back cody so he's been having a rough patch right now one two three four five six. five out of six buddy. yeah yep and then here's his opponent it's kind of like it's a good matchup i'd say yeah i'm not mad at it yeah um this is could be Saying something about Makachev having about five or six title defenses, and then the sport will eventually catch up to him. So he should. He said like he should do five or six and bounce. And then people are taking that as like, oh, you you don't think he could do more? It's kind of a weak way of thinking. Yeah, he can't get better. Yeah. He can't adapt. But he was saying like, no, you think people are gonna catch up with his style. So so let me get this straight. Yeah, I'm with people on this. Like Khabib backed out, right? So. If a guy did come who can wrestle and negate Makachev's wrestling and Khabib's wrestling, you just retire? He said before he gets beat, retire. That's stupid. Yeah. But That's not what made, champions do. So he's saying something like, I'll, I'll play this. You just you could read it. Six defenses, six fights, three years. Then it's possible for the sport to leave him. You can't stay on top forever. And then he says, the way almighty created man is first become strong, then weak. He's young, then he's old. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe what he's saying, he shouldn't have said in the sport past him, like, then because fighters get better. It's just like he should do as many title defenses as he can before father time catches up to him. Age, you don't want to say the game catches up to him. It's like, hold up. So if somebody comes along who poses a threat, he just retires? That's some weak shit, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, this one, so Chael Sonnen is getting sued by an employee of that Four Seasons now, like a maintenance man. He says that he punched him in the face, <coughs> in the jaw. I thought this thing was up. I know, but that, that's another person now, outside of that couple. So he has to deal with that right now. <sighs> they mentioned you in this article too. What? Um, what did I do? <laughs> oh, I guess the couple were responding to what you to the review journal about something you said. So it says the step flugs told the review journal they suffered concussions 
Julie suffered a split lip in the alleged attack, which they call totally unprovoked. In response to podcaster, Brent Schaub claimed that someone's defend his wife, Brittany, after some drunk guy insulted her. Yep, stand by. <laughs> okay, so Brandon Moreno, as you know, his coach was James Krause, but he cannot be part of that anymore because James Krause is no, you know, sir, under yes. investigation. I heard that thing is just getting underway. It's supposed to get pretty yeah. dicey. Insane. So he teamed up with Safe Saud from uh, Fortis MMA, which is a great team. Oh, yeah, they got the young kid on yep. there. Raul Rosas Jr. Yes, the little badass. Good for Bram Moreno. Yeah. That'd be good for him. Here is a short little thing here. This, this is just Sean O'Malley talking about. So Sean, Sugar says, I want to fight in July at the latest, so Aljo and Harry need to fight in March, not April. Hustle up. And then uh, Al, or, I'm sorry. And then Henry Sudo responds, hey, Sugar, should fight Patty. The judges won't know who to rob. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Savage. And then Henry Sudo in the comments put, got him. <laughs> yeah so who does give me a problem for all them boys here's a quick footage this is like sparring footage of uh tuivasa and your boy mark hunt <laughs> jesus <laughs> i mean not just good. destroy not i know but who's this who's to say them boys did it right they just got them polynesian thick skulls different <laughs> And someone pointed that pointed this out to me. I forgot his name. Shit. But um, this is Street Beefs. And I'll just play this for you. You know who it is. Viking Warrior. Shout out to my wife. Yeah, we definitely know who it is. Shout out to my kids. Shout out to my family. I love y'all so much. Hell yeah. Hey, uh, shout out to my sponsors. Pichotto Premium Clothing Line. Check them out. And then I have uh, Thick Boy Clothing Line. Check them out. For all, for all big guys, fluffy guys, whatever, man, we got the comfortable clothes for you. What? <laughs> it must be a different thick boy, but I don't know. This thick boy clothing sounds just like thick boy clothing that you own. Yeah. yeah if it ain't so. with three C's, it ain't shit. <laughs> I don't think we have anything to do with this guy. But just like the guy in uh, Rough and Rowdy, which I still got to send him some money. We need to get his. <laughs> hey, if, if you're the Trapzilla, uh, DM me, man. I got to send you some money for putting thick boy on your shorts, even though we didn't ask you to do it. I appreciate it. Dope. So anyway knows him, hit him up, let him know I'm looking for him. Okay. Oh, this is cool. So Ryan Garcia is training with Henner Jiu-Jitsu in a gi too. And Henner put, day one, how long do you think it takes uh, at King Ryan to reach the black belt? Ten years. Just like everybody else. Ten years. But at Henner and uh, Huron's place, probably 15. They like to go a little slower, trust me. That's great. He's learned that, though. Yeah, that's cool. This was, I thought, I don't know how old this is, but it's a cool stat. Oh, I saw this. Drew Dober was knocked down for the first time in his UFC career this year on his 18th appearance in the promotion. This is nuts. There's currently three fighters in the UFC with 20-plus appearances that have never been knocked down or stopped by strikes. So it shows Max Holloway, 26 fights. He's been fighting 11 years, never knocked down. John Jones, 22 fights, 14 years, never even knocked down. Then our boy Cheeto Vera, 20 fights, been fighting for eight years, never knocked down. Crazy. Jones the most ex- impressive because he's fighting at a heavier weight. Mm. That's nuts, dude. Nuts, nuts, nuts. And the way Max Holloway and Cheeto fight to never get knocked down is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't play this. Fuck. We'll just skip this one. Oh, did Andrew Tate fuck somebody up? Yeah, it's pretty dope, though. You know, let's just watch. <laughs> so this is him. Uh... So this hater was just calling, talking shit to him, showed up. Mm-hmm. These haters, man, good but for the them. the hater can actually fight, too. <clears throat> you can throw kicks? No. Just block? Uh, the haters... Breathing heavy. Tate's barely moved. His his movement there's weird, but he's just messing with him. Yeah. Great body shot there. Oh, that hurt him. That hurt him. Five, 
Yeah. Oh. Just come on, hands up, focus. <laughs> focus. Yeah, he lit him up. Good for Tate. Yep. Yeah, he was taking easy on him too. Uh, is this? A, this looks like a like a a freaking Hilton workout space, or just his house? Like Radisson in him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, and this is Terrence McKinney. I thought this is hilarious. Terrence McKinney wrote the Schmo pieced up Jake Paul. Dude, when I saw this, I was like, "Oh shit! Dude, does, why right? is Schmo and Jake Paul fighting?" <laughs> it looks he so throws perfect. a spinning back fist. Yeah, wobbles the shit up. Watch this. Boom! Look at him. Whoa! 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 <laughs> so what looks like him though? The Schmo and Jake Paul. That's so funny. Eleven million views. So funny. Um, this is. Sean Strickland in 2014. Dime piece. Yeah. When he fought uh, Ponce Nibio. Wow. <laughs> American he looks psycho. Like an Italian, there. yeah. The stud. Smooth Good looking Italian kid. Mm-hmm. Man, his hair's fantastic. I don't know why he doesn't grow it back out. I know. And let's end on Last this one. one. Yes, please. Okay, so Christian, you know Christian Lee, his I sister, yep. his sister's Angela Lee. So Christian Lee, he's the double champ, welterweight, lightweight. Angela Lee, she's... She almost was a double champion. I think she still won that fight. Yeah, so me too. She's still a champion. Adam, what do you think? According or, to Thick Boy, but yeah. Okay. And then, so this is their little brother, who's a two-time Pancration world champion, right? And their other sister, Victoria. She's the youngest, right? She's the youngest. She, she became pro, and she won all three of her fights by finish. Jesus Christ, this family. Fucking family's Chill insane, out. dude. <laughs> They're all good-looking people. Yep. Chill out. Yes, sir. And that's pretty much that's it. That's it. Oh, wait. Here's Georgie's fight. I don't know. We're, it's a little too early to announce this, but it's not too early to announce. Okay, cool. The, two, the double Georges. Oh, yeah. We're not doing the show either. Yeah. The double Georges are, uh, they've been in that uh, Alta mm-hmm. fight uh, camp for over 20 weeks now, getting ready to go. So it is going down. I love how they don't have the date on there. <laughs> it is going down. Was Here. it January 7th? There it is. January 7th. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. January 7th at the Commerce Casino in Commerce Casino, California. Damn, it has its own city. Commerce Casino, California. That's off 6131 Telegraph Road. Your boy, Keto George, is fighting. And also, Tall George is fighting. Two Thick Boy employees are fighting in this Alta thing. Um, And they've worked their ass off, man. I've seen a complete change, and especially Keto George. Remember Keto George's story. This is a kid who called in the King of the Sting, also known as the Golden Hour. He called into that, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. And he was like 400 pounds, and he just loved him at first sight and said, I'm going to get down to 190. I said, you get down to 190, I'll fly you out here put you on the show. He goes, okay, say less. Works his ass off, gets down to 190. I fly him out. He comes on the show. He wrestles Stevie Weeby. I said, what are you doing this weekend? He goes, well, nothing. Let me look at my schedule. Nothing. I said, cool. I'm bringing you to San, San Antonio. I'm uh, doing a show out there. So I bring him there. I put him up at my favorite hotel, Hotel Emma, to give him the presidential suite. And then after that, um, he asked to be an intern at Thick Boy. He was an intern here for 30 days. And now he's a full-time employee. And he is a valuable member of the team. We love him. This dude came here with no skill but how to lose weight. You know how to lose weight. And now he can edit, cuts some of the sizzles you guys see, cuts the reels, cuts a lot of the highlights, cuts um, you know, some of the, the throwback clips, does all of it, and came here with just an open mind. I absolutely love this kid, George Harris. Come support him. And that is, uh, again, January 7th. That's a Saturday. The Commerce Casino um, Keto George and Tall George are both fighting on this, and your boy will be there to corner them. So, um, looking forward to that, man. Shout out to the Georges, George Squared. They put a lot of work in, so I'm looking forward to see him do do some work. It's a Spar Star MMA SSP Fight Night 52. Fight Night 52. They've had 52 of them. Wow. Commerce Casino in Commerce Casino, California. <laughs> I didn't even know they have a no city, but that is lit. Yeah. Uh, as far as road dates, uh, your boy's getting some time off, but uh, first one will be January 20th, all right, January 20th uh, and 21st. I'm in Tampa, Tampa Improv. Uh, 
get your dust off those old Mike Allstott jerseys, dust off those uh, Trent Dilford jerseys. Go ahead and bring back that throwback Steve Young Buccaneers jersey, number eight. Then go ahead and get your Tom Brady jerseys because your boys come to Tampa, Florida, January 20th through the 21st, Friday, Saturday, four shows only. This will sell out. Get your tickets right now at thickboy.com. And then uh, in February, I'm in Springfield, Missouri. Never been there. Looking forward to it. Naples, Bakersfield, Oklahoma City, Tacoma, Atlanta, Spokane. It's all on there for next year. But for right now, your boy's taking time off. I'll be doing sets around L.A. and uh, just working on things, man. Working, cooking up. I'm cooking. I'm cooking, maybe. I'm cooking. But uh, Tampa, you're up next, January 20th through 21st. So looking forward to it. Thickboy.com. If you're looking for the perfect gift for your men's or your man's or your woman's or your grandma with the hairy lip, you can get you some uh, Tiger Thick Nectar, that award-winning Thick Nectar, which got more awards. And then you can also get the MLB quality, authentic Thick Boy jerseys. We restock those just in time for the holidays. You get the military orange, you get the brown and yellow like the Padres. You got the hoodies to match, the hats to match. We got it all, thickboy.com. Go get you some right now. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your family. Those parents out there doing uh, Elf on the Shelf, good luck to you. Send me some more ideas because I'm running out of freaking ideas for these little bastards. All right? Love you guys. Thanks for everything. Uh, Thursday will be the best of. Um, and also the Thick Boy Network award show for Fire of the Year, Thick Boy of the Year, um, Fight of the Year, Submission of the Year, Knockout of the Year. We're doing all that, and we will announce all the winners on Thursday with a short video. Next week we will be off. But um, from everybody here at Thick Boy, thank you guys so much for liking, subscribing, watching everything we do from Fight Campaign, Food Truck, Fight Night Flashback, The Shop Show, all the other shows that we do. We love you guys, and I can't thank you enough for making this a very special year for me and the staff. So thank you to everybody out there. Enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Let's bring in the new year right. All right, January 1st, 2023 is coming in hot. So thank you guys. It's been a great year, unbelievable year, one of the best years of my life. So I love you guys. And Tampa, I will see you the end of January. And that's it. Thanks for everything, guys. Love you. Till next time. If you're into thick boys, <laughs> like, subscribe, comment, and God bless America. Well, that's not my big one. Just kidding.